Thank you for spending another midweek moment with WPT. I'm John Jacobson, and today is Wednesday, the 11th of May, 2022. Today's moment is brought to you by our great friends over at American Farmer Proud, American-made apparel that supports American farmers. Visit AmericanFarmerProud.com to check out the latest designs and merchandise or to read their family's incredible story. American Farmer Proud to be both. Well, we hope the first half of your week has been great so far and that you're enjoying the heat wave. I know I am, but stay hydrated. Highs in the mid-90s tomorrow. Wow. And for those Bucks fans out there, big game tonight. Series tied at two apiece. Let's regain the lead in Boston tonight and advance to the conference finals by winning at home on Friday. Wouldn't that be exciting? Fingers crossed. Let's jump into some news together. Milwaukee area-based Coles Corporation averted what they are calling an activist takeover. They re-elected 10 board of directors whose positions were trying to be overtaken by an investor who wanted to seize control of the company. That puts an end to those headlines. According to the Wall Street Journal, Coles' operating margin had fallen to 6.1% in 2019, up from uh, down from 11.5% in 2011. COVID-19, like everything else, made things worse, decimating the company's profits in 2020. There are still suitors who are looking at purchasing Kohl's, including private equity firm Sycamore Partners and a Canadian group called Hudson's Bay Company. And that's not the only big news out of one of Wisconsin's biggest corporations. Healthcare provider advocate Aurora, oh wait, sorry, I forgot, their nonprofit, despite $12 billion in receipts and nearly $2 billion in net income, nonprofit, no taxes, tons of COVID relief, which is all obviously, hopefully going towards expanding capacity, so we don't have to listen to that nonsense anymore during the next hysterical outburst. Advocate Aurora announced today that they are intending to merge with North Carolina-based Atrium Health. If the deal goes through, they will be the fifth largest health system in America with a nonprofit revenue of over $27 billion and 150,000 employees. And of course, it was announced that Aurora's headquarters will leave Milwaukee and move to Charlotte, North Carolina. Remember back in September 2020, I know we don't really want to go back to that period, but try to remember the city of Madison enacted an ordinance that said that its new police civilian oversight board needed to have members who were black, Asian, Latinx, whatever that means, and Native American. And the board itself needed to be comprised of at least 50% black members. Well, the Madison Common Council amended that ordinance yesterday to remove their racial quotas from the Police Civilian Oversight Board in response to a federal lawsuit filed by the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty. Will Deputy Counsel Dan Lennington said we should never stand idly by while our elected officials engage in blatant race discrimination, as Madison did in this case. Although we are pleased that they have removed their racial quota, Will remains ready and willing to challenge race discrimination wherever it rears its ugly head. In a statement, Will also called the racial quotas unconstitutional, offensive, and repugnant to basic American values. The lawsuit is part of Will's Equality Under the Law project. You can learn more at defendequality.org. 
A Dane County judge has struck down as unconstitutional a law that allowed the Republican-controlled Joint Committee on Finance to have the final say over settlements that were reached by the Wisconsin Department of Justice. If you recall, this law was part of a package of bills passed in Governor Walker's lame duck session after he lost re-election but prior to Evers' inauguration. Dane County Judge Susan Crawford wrote that the law gave the Joint Finance Committee a veto over settlements with no override mechanism to act as a check on legislative authority. And according to WIS Politics, the president of the Wisconsin Board of Nursing has resigned from his position to protest a veto by Governor Evers, specifically Evers' axing of Senate Bill 394, which would have allowed advanced practice nurse practitioners to issue prescriptions and other orders. It would also allow registered nurses to be licensed as advanced practice nurses. Evers said lawmakers failed to address issues raised by the medical profession, but that the criticism did not sit well with Dr. Pete Callio who quit his position and also resigned from the Controlled Substances Board as well. He said Evers acted with pure disregard for the profession of nursing and accused the governor's actions of being politically motivated. No, say it ain't so, Dr. Callio. He said Evers' veto appeared to appease a small group of doctors who want to dictate nursing practice, which makes the Board of Nursing ineffective. Even the Wisconsin Public Health Association supported supported this bill. So it looks like Evers isn't trusting the experts and going with the science. According to the Wisconsin Builders Association, new home construction across the state has increased over the first quarter of this year compared to Q1 of 21. From data submitted by all municipalities across the state, 2,917 permits were pulled in Q1, up 11% over last year. WBA's executive director, Brad Boyk, said the news also came with a significant geographical shift last quarter. Rural areas like Buffalo, Dunn, Forest, Jackson, Langlade, Price, and Rusk counties have all seen big growth, but more populous counties like Brown, Dane, Rock, and Waukesha are all down. WBA said time will be the best indicator on whether this was just a fluke for the first quarter or a trend that will stick long term. And finally today, one that we're going to keep our eye on as we have a lot of heroes right in our membership at WPT. Governor Evers has rescinded the Wisconsin National Guard mission that was assisting with the critical staffing shortages at the Wisconsin's veteran home in Union Grove. Today is their last day assisting. In a letter penned to Governor Evers by Senator Van Weingard and Assembly Speaker Robin Voss, whose districts the home is in, Asked the governor where the plan is to help with the gap in critical services this decision will create. The lawmaker said they have consistently heard from both veterans and their families of the persistent and chronic staffing issues in the home and that they were formally calling on Evers to provide a plan to keep the staffing shortages alleviated. This facility delivers vital care to our nation's heroes and making sure they receive the quality care they have earned. And that is of utmost importance, they wrote. During these difficult times, we cannot let our veterans fall through the cracks. And this begins with ensuring there is necessary staff to provide proper care at our state's veterans' homes. We certainly hope that this gets squared away as soon as possible. Well, we'll leave you with this one from Teddy Roosevelt, who said, In any moment of decision, the best thing you can do is the right thing, the next best thing is the wrong thing, and the worst thing you can do is nothing. Have a great rest of your week. Get over to AmericanFarmerProud.com. Buy some merchandise. Support the cause. Great gifts. Really quality stuff. I really recommend the coffee mug. 
Wisconsin Property Taxpayers, Inc. is a nonpartisan membership organization consisting of thousands of small business farm and homeowner members in every corner of the state. Founded in 1985, the organization is committed to providing its members with up-to-date information, legislative advocacy, and exclusive cost-saving benefits. Find out how to join at wptonline.org.